0: hey friends welcome back to your favorite homeschool podcast you're listening to season two of the friends of cabrini podcast go ahead right now and subscribe on apple google and spotify and make sure you go tell a friend Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of Cabrini podcast. You're now listening to a new episode of season two. We have a fantastic guest on today. Her name is Tawana Davis and she's the founder of the Kingdom Kids Online Academy. Tawana, welcome to our show. How are you this morning?
1: Hello, Jalisa. Thank you for bringing me on today and thank you for everyone that's listening.
0: You are so welcome, so Kingdom Kids Academy, uh, I see that you guys are doing a whole lot of wonderful things. And from the look of your personal, or should I say your your business uh, statement of faith, you guys really do believe that the kingdom is inside of the children and that it's necessary to build up God's kingdom. Talk a little bit more about what that means um, and how you do that with Kingdom Kids.
1: Yes. So, well, according to the word, it says that the kingdom is within. And we know, when we, um, my belief is in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, that um, him being placed within us, we are able to establish the kingdom here on earth. Um, Through Kingdom Kids, through this journey, uh, we plan to we plan to build up leaders righteous leaders for a better tomorrow and my whole thing is that children learn best through fun um, throughout my journey as a homeschooler I was also a um, educator for over 15 years a homeschooler for 10 years and I also uh, was had the opportunity to be on board with a wonderful opportunity to um, and teaching children throughout China for four years in the online um, education. So through all those experiences, God has led me to develop this uh, program, this um, program in which we sought to bring all of all of that, the homeschool um, structure, the um, online structure, and my style of teaching. I love to teach um, children using different types of um teaching methods because i believe children learn best through fun so i i just want to bring all that in under the foundation under the word of god so that children know that they are the key to the future and you know and that learning does not have to be a chore it's really a, a way of life we learn every day and that children learn differently according to their unique um, gifts that they were born with, you know, and to bring that into them and how they can be an asset to God's kingdom. So this is overall bringing all this together um, as to why we um, have decided to do this. Actually, it was, you know, um, God's uh, divine purpose for me to start this um but that's uh, another a testimony for another question another time but yes <laughs>
0: wonderful <laughs> that is so inspiring so I heard you mention a couple of things that I definitely have a, a couple of questions for you um you talked about your educational philosophies or instructional pedagogies and you said there's a variety of things that you do, and I did see that as well as I was looking over your website: um, visual art, music, movement, theater, drama, uh, gamification. Yeah. There's there's so much, and it seems like that you are absolutely meeting the needs and the interests of children and families that learn in a variety of ways because as, as we know as homeschoolers there's so many different uh, learning styles out here um, what is one of your favorite I, I want to say what is one of your favorite uh, ways to teach and educate children
1: my favorite way is one. I have two favorite ways I like to um, visualize I like to use visualization and um, using games to um, better strategize my way of teaching. Um, when I was a teacher uh, at a brick and mortar school, I actually have, was able to use those, all those different, um, including the ones you just listed uh, before, I was able to use all of them in the classroom. And it was amazing because these are children, um, I actually teach taught abroad, so these are children whose um, English was a second language. So I was able to incorporate that through music. Uh, for example, we had um, at one moment, we, we were learning uh, grammar, like the helping verbs, for example, and I found a, a wonderful song that would help them understand all the helping verbs and that helped attract those who were more um, more prone to music versus those who were, uh, I could see like some kids, you have those kids who are not most mostly focused in the classroom, so I actually had something where they can um, exercise their kinetic skills through games. And I learned through all that, it actually enhanced their um, testing scores, their Americanized testing scores. And it's just it was just so wonderful not just you know was their part, but my part because I didn't feel like a teacher. It was it felt more natural. I felt like I was in my element. It didn't feel like a burden um, teaching them, and I learned that and took that um, same modalities and teaching my own children at home because they all learn differently as well. Wow! So that, that answer answers yes. Thank you. I'm just <laughs> smiling. it's my passion I love teaching
0: I can hear it in your voice Um, you know so I'm assuming do you have multi-age learners
1: yes 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 Um, actually with this pro as far as my children or with the the kingdom kids
0: with the kingdom kids
1: yes yes so currently we have a program from ages three to six. It will go from three to fourteen, but as our curriculum expands, it will get to that um, three to fourteen. But we're starting off with three to six for Overall Academy, which entails them um, to learn reading, math, um, the Bible, um, social construct skills. And then uh, we have, I have a program launching next month. A summer program called the bread of life stem program and i love baking that's one of my hobbies so i wanted to incorporate the um skill of learning how to bake different breads while they learn how to um read like comprehend the recipes and the kitchen mass and the science behind the cooking and overall most importantly learn how yeshua jesus christ is the bread of life so it's just Just having that in my heart to launch that um, summer program, I'm very excited about that because that's really my style of teaching. I like to take a concept and work everything around it so that way they can learn. You can learn math, reading, everything you do and also apply that um, with life skills and learning about the word of God most importantly. So I have that for ages eight to twelve, and I have um, Bible mentorship. This is strictly um, mentoring uh, teenagers through the Word of God who, who want to be on the road to baptism. So that that program alone is free outside of out, outside of other programs that we do offer. So this is what we offer at this time.
0: Wonderful. I did actually see that. On your website as well, about the mentorship program. So I think that is is a definitely a beautiful opportunity for young people. Um, wow, you are like so phenomenal, doing so much right now, um, and that's and that's so great because families have an opportunity really to connect with you and to build and to grow, and not only their faith but also in their homeschool journey as well so i know you mentioned that you have been homeschooling your little ones also for 10 years um what's your what's your age range for your children your personal children
1: uh, right now i've been my oldest is 18 and it from, it's from this from 18 to one so i have six children i homeschool right now six no five i'm sorry five out of my six and right now I'm also doing a little unschooling, so I'm in between homeschooling, unschooling. My oldest son, who is 18, he's also involved pretty much with the um, the program, the ministry that we're doing. So he's doing the editing, the um, video editing. He's doing the animations. Um, I'm also teaching them how to uh, incorporate into the ministry and as far as like one, you know which is something that has, entails with entrepreneurship so I'm involving them in the ministry along with you know teaching them reading you know reading math science all of the above so yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. Did you ever initially have them enrolled in public school prior to deciding yes. to homeschool?
1: Yes, my oldest, mostly my oldest, he was he was home he was um in the public house I mean public school system in America, and he went to private school here in Egypt. I actually was his teacher one one of his teachers because um and here um in Egypt they have. Um, a teacher just for English, a teacher just for math, for each subject. So I was his, I was, I had the privilege and honor to be his uh, teacher in English. And, cause, so he went from a period of schooling and then I took him out of school and then up schooling and took him out of school. Because I decided like, you know, homeschool is best for him. And, um, I had a testimony as well. Um, when I enrolled him in the, private school. Actually, I started my years as a tutor here and a lot of those parents actually referred me to work at at the brick and mortar school and I didn't even apply for the school. They they had the principal calling me, but when they tested my son at this time, I told them I, I had homeschooled him two years prior. So this is him and now fifth grade at that time. So they tested him to see, you know, they test all the students to see what levels they are, if they're ready for the grade. And he scored above 90 percent on both um, the reading and the math. And she said, this is verbatim. You did a darn good job to, um, you know, from doing homeschooling, you know, for him to be homeschooled. And now um, him going back to school, you know. So you know that I really thank God for that, and I was able to apply you know that same type of teaching modality in the classroom. And the children honestly was like my own children; they became my children. I was teaching seventy children, um, fifteen per. It was like uh, divided in fifteen in the class. So it was it was just a wonderful experience.
0: Were you the only teacher in the classroom with the 70 children or or did you have support?
1: No, it was broken down into like 15 students. So I would have like a class for 45 minutes each each um, class. So each class was broken into 15 students and then next class, another 15 students. It would be another uh, class. It was broken down like that, but not all at the same time.
0: Yes, okay. I was going to say, whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> awesome.
0: So um, I know our listeners are probably like, oh, she's in Egypt. How, how does that work? Um, can you tell me a little bit about your experience with teaching in the United States? in teaching in Egypt or maybe simply the, you know, the difference in the, how each of the countries view education, because I'm sure that's
1: probably a huge difference. Yes. Yes. I like, yeah, I would say a little bit of both, but I want to go towards the second part uh, to get you to to get a full understanding of it. So when I was in America, I did have the opportunity, the humble opportunity to, um, teach the children science, I'm actually, that's my major in sciences, so I started off in the public health sector, and I was teaching the children science, and it was, it was amazing, I was teaching children mostly in undeserved backgrounds, and actually that, you know, it's like, in a way, God has shifted me towards education, even in my nursing career, if you read that I did start off in nursing and somehow transitioned to education. So this is how I started, but most mostly my calling was always for teaching. So fast forward in Egypt, when I'm teaching the children in Egypt, uh, e- Egypt, of course, it's a third world country, so it's not a privilege where children could get the same education abro- um, across the board. If, for example, um, they do have government schools, which is very poorly um, kept. And um, I haven't been able to teach in that sector. I was more so ga- uh, geared towards private school. So, um, you know, the, here schooling is is taken more seriously. Um, a lot of after-school programs, as far as tutoring, is um, taken more seriously. Um, as far as like uh, music and all those extracurricular activities, schools education is is more so more so respected here. For what I say, even a teacher, um, a teacher position is more upheld, and um, that I see in. Countries abroad compared to the states is a very uh, respectable job, especially in Asia. You go uh, throughout Asia uh, to be an educator is a very well respected job, and I also had the opportunity in teaching to China and seeing their uh, academic um, foundation, which is very, very, very strict, very hardcore and strict. I mean. There is not a time where these students do not get homework, which I really cry about, like they need a break. And when I had that opportunity to be an online teacher and teaching the children in China and not just teaching them, but applying fun and excitement to it, it it really brought them something to look forward to outside of their their, uh, regular school. Yes. So and also I had the opportunity to teach children in undeserved uh, communities in China as well. So, yes.
0: Wow. What was your what would you say would be your typical class size um, for online teaching for students in China?
1: Well, well, tutoring, it will be for one. And I also had actual whole classrooms where it will be like 30 to 40 students. But that was also regulated by a teacher who would stand by and make sure that, the, um, you know, that all the, the behavior was regulated and everyone was focused. So, yes, Chinese class in the China, the classes um, are very large, but they did have teachers there when I was teaching them. And as tutoring, it can be, it was them from like one to four students, depending.
0: Hey friend, so you're looking for an amazing community to connect with, right? Well, why not check out Friends Cabrini? I mean, we're all the vibes. We have great online and hybrid classes that your children can take right now, this fall. We have amazing virtual book clubs that are not only for our children, but now for our teens. And we also have really cool field trips that we're taking all around the United States this year. Not to mention our parents, our families are so fun. So incredible! We are all the vibes. Go ahead right now and visit friendsofcabrini.com. You do not want to miss us. What are you know some great tips that you might be able to share with homeschoolers about how can they teach STEM? Um, to their little ones, whether they're preschoolers or whether they're middle schoolers, how can they teach STEM where children can have fun, get excited about learning?
1: Yeah, so you're saying how can they teach STEM? STEM? S T E M. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yes. I can give you an example if that's okay, and then I can go from there, whatever. I'm let to go. For example, cooking. Uh, Kids love to eat, you know. So you can easily come up with a reading and math, science, um, whole curriculum, just around making cupcakes. And kids, would love it. You know, um, even something that they don't like to do, you can always make a game out of it. Um, for example, like spelling, my, my daughter hates spelling. So... You know, I would encourage her saying the end of the week, we'll do a spell tic-tac-toe, but in order for you to write your X or the O here, you have to spell, get the word correct in order to write that X or that O. And, um, or if you have children around the same age, um, I would have them do... Like one of the, like you could play any game uh, with spelling. For example, uh, Mother May I. If you get this spelling correct, you move a step further, and this is you know, and until you get to the finish line. Um, another example, uh, math. Uh, I loved teaching um, the multiplications. It was a rap song that they learned um, when they was learning the multiplication. They loved it doing a rap song or. Mm-hmm art. Um, they love art. You know, my children love art. So one day, I, for example, it will be a week. I'll teach spelling one day. they write the words on these flashcards. Next day, they're drawing the spelling words. You know, next day they write in sentences. Another day, they're playing a game involving spelling and it will build up until we do the actual uh, evaluation. So that's one example I would have as far as teaching how to teach your child, but for, most importantly, in order to be effective, and it is best to know what, what, um, what is what your child your child is more gain of uh, more prone to be interested in and you can easily know that through their hobbies you know if they like to draw they into art they into music or singing they they learn best in music if they're always uh you know more prone to be more aesthetic then they that's how they like to learn so you would know more about your child through their hobbies and and that's the that's the key to know how to teach them i
0: agree 100 percent Um, I think that's the the full basis of unschooling, which is wonderful. So what about history? Because you guys clearly are world schoolers and you're learning all over. Um, How do you teach history? You know, um, how do you you teach that?
1: Oh, that's, oh, yes. Um, I was thinking about that too, but I just thought about what I have done before. For example, we have done a I wouldn't say workbook, but we had this on. We here in Egypt. We did some in Egypt or any country you want. You learn a history about. You can learn the culture by understanding language. You can even look up videos. You can um, actually find what they like to eat and try to you know make a recipe based on what they like to eat. It'll be an overall project for that. Or for any country or any history, um, I like to use um, the history and revolve about how it was uh, the Bible history compared to that as well um, as a as a um a foundation and what you know the curriculum and the books and that's for certain um, as far as like civilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes you can overall do a whole thing on that understand the culture behind the people you can even um, do it you know for those who are listening you can do something where you can explore their dress and you know um, or for example the certain crafts that they have um, done talking about past history or current history and try to remake those in a way Is certain Things, so many things out there that will um, gauge towards that and foods, you know, and uh, basic uh, language or, you know, this is just some examples on history because I know history can be um, very dry at times, but you know, what is the thing is when, when you have to, it was very important when you figure out how does it involve you? Like in your history, like our, you know, the, the history to know that you, you know, the value that we all, as a, as as a people, a nation, whatever nation come, how do you, how did you, your, you know, history bring value to the world? And that's when it becomes like a more um, exciting for us thing for the kids and bringing all those things I explained before all together.
0: I think I've always been interested in history. I guess it's just the this simple basic idea of knowing like the things that come before, you know, and how if you really look at the, the pattern of life, things kind of tend to repeat in, in different ways, you know, um, whether it's through pop culture, like your clothing, your hairstyles or things like that. Right. Or <laughs> through uh social social things like social justice and the
1: nature so um wonderful wow, yes. wow. Also, That's- you just worked me up. i'm sorry i wanted to say something you brought that up about pop culture yes i was i haven't thought about that like until now i remember before we did something where with my oldest specifically where i walked like he picked a time era you know, um, and he, I think he picked the 80s and he had to learn everything around that <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. If, that
0: were, if that were me, I already know the first thing that I'm going to do. If that were me and I had to learn about the 80s, I'm going to pull out the Back to the Future movie. Yes. I don't know why, but that's that yes. the thing that I'm doing. <laughs>
1: that's a good project for the homeschoolers break up something you know they pick an era they can find a movie um on it uh yeah. can figure out what they wore. so many things you can do and have fun with it
0: I love that that is a really cool idea awesome I hope our listeners are listening someone better jot it down <laughs> that's a great that's a great idea yes I did
1: something like that, I did something like that. <laughs> um uh I want to say one more thing because i was i'm just having fun with this conversation i remember we i we did something for a family day and we took um the kids on the walk on our childhood which you know in the 80s early 90s and they learned about the games that we like that we played as kids and the foods that we like eating growing up and things like that so it it could be it's, it's it's fine
0: yeah that's so cool that is really really cool a great way and you, you that's I, I love that one too because i'm thinking like the family bonding you know what I mean? you learn so much about your family and i actually just had a conversation with my son the other day and i was telling him like there's so many people that have now uh transitioned and passed on and they did not Know the history of the family in order to pass it on that information on to the younger ones that are are currently still walking the earth right now. So there's a lot of mysterious family history or you know things of that nature because it's like we want to know what was our ancestors like, but you just there this conversations never happened, right? You never knew. So I think that's great too because. It keeps you, it makes you feel, I feel like it makes you feel like you're connected to those other generations that came before you, you know? And you can see how um, certain personalities or certain uh, decisions and things like that kind of continue through the generational line. So that's, that's awesome. Um, wow, you are like truly, truly um, an expertise, I feel like in the area of just education as a whole, which is so awesome. Um, I know that we might have a couple of listeners who probably have little ones and oftentimes I've been seeing a lot on social media that there is a big thing with little ones who are kind of struggling in their ability to read. Um, what suggestions or tips can you share with listeners about teaching children how to read or guiding them through the reading process?
1: Yes. The number one thing I wanted to say is to firstly be patient. Um, don't compare your child to everyone else. And you, you, you know, if you're if you're just patient, your child will be able to. tell and whatever he does, how I personally taught my children and I taught others as well how to read. I, I focus on the phonics. Children, very especially the very small ones, they learn best through song. So when they can get it in a song, they will grasp the finds very well. Even my one-year-old, she um, already says, hey, a ah, is ah. it just surprises me. I don't know if it's because she has other siblings around her age, or I don't know, because I didn't get there from other kids that young, but... Yes, they learn best through song, and once once they excel in the phonics, now it's easier to now try to connect the words together. Always start off uh, with the short files first, and then you know you can move forward from there. It's actually a free program for those who are out there too, and I'm just you know saying this. Um, I I love to use Reading Bear, so if you know um, ReadingBear.org, it's take advantage of that. It's very excellent in teaching your child how to read. It goes through the whole construct from the, um, the vowel sounds and all the way down to like, you know, the second, third grader um, type of words. And it not just tells you, it not just shows you how to read. It tells you the vocabulary, as a test, and it's all free. So, that's how I personally have taught my children with that and other curriculums I use as well and teaching them how to apply the reading. Um, so that's that's one thing I can give them advice. But m- number one, you have to focus focus on the phonics. Uh, focus on uh, in certain words you have to do sight words. Yes, and there's another. I, I, I'm throwing a lot of freebies here. Um, Clarkness for those who. Um, if it, no, if nobody doesn't know, I'm ready. has a um, whole thing where you the the child, you know, especially they're really really starting off. They have pictures as words, and then they take them out the way. If each as each level go, they get them to understand certain sight words, and then they take the the pictures out the way, and and when they actually start to. Uh, just you know, memorize the sight words. So that's one good thing. I use I used that for a little bit before I actually got into the the whole um, you know, putting the words together, the letters together <laughs> to make the sound. So that's some tips I wanted to throw out.
0: I like those. I've never actually heard of those until now, so I, I love those. Um would you say that those are primarily for still for younger readers or do they go up to like middle yes. school, high school?
1: Oh, not middle school. No, these are beginner beginner readers. Beginner. Okay, awesome. Yes. Beginner
0: reading programs. I definitely love that. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Um, tell me, what is one of your greatest memories of homeschooling so far?
1: My greatest memories is just having fun with the kids. My greatest memories, um, sometimes... My, fr- my kid surprises me. Um, sometimes I think at times my, you know, my daughter, my middle daughter, she'll be saying, sometimes she will get frustrated at times. And, you know, I become frustrated when she's frustrated, but then, and then sometimes I feel like maybe, like for certain, for example, spelling or what have you, that's not a favorite subject, but she loves science. So it's like, when I get frustrated with her personality, sometimes she surprises me when I'm thinking, in my mind, is she getting this? But then she comes out of nowhere and says things like, whoa, Wizzy, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just those memories where, you know, so this, even today, you know, having fun with them. It's, homeschooling is really a bonding experience because teaching really is supposed to be at home, really. You know, when the kids get in school, it's, when they go to school, those who are not fortunate to um, homeschool, when they do go to school, they supposed to this. It's supposed to be like an adjunct learning, not something so, so new to them, especially like reading, like something basic, like reading or basic math. I, I, I believe that us as parents, it's, you know, it's supposed to be taught at home along with discipline and all those other things. So when they go to school, it's just, it is adding on; it's like an addition to what they already are learning at home. This is my, um, but yes,
0: I I would agree with you. I feel like it is a, a lifestyle, um, and it is one that you will kind of really discover as you go, learn as you go, right over time. But yes. I think that is it's perfectly similar I want to say just in general to the journey of life as a whole right because we have to learn as we go and go through things and process um and and just we've changed personalities we change or not personalities but we change you know our thoughts our mindsets right which yeah I guess that would kind of have a role apart part in our personalities um you know and and we just kind of age um gracefully right but we experience things that help help shape us to be better than than what we were prior to right so um yes. i think homeschooling really does do that as well because it changes you as a parent i feel like for people who prior to having children may not have had a lot of patience you know once they become mm-hmm. parents You have to gain patience because you're dealing with another human being, right? And their life is not your life, but you are responsible for guiding their life and and protecting them and making sure that they have access to the things that they need and things of that nature. So it changes you, um, some parts of your personality in that way, or when you're homeschooling, even if there's things that you are unfamiliar with and you don't know or you feel um, inadequate about teaching, right? Now you're learning it with your child. So yes. you're kind of exploring together. And so that's why I, think, right. I feel like overall, it truly is a lifestyle. Um, and it's one that people need to be really committed to, right? <laughs> I, yes. I, I like to. Tell everyone like don't just think like homeschooling just happened in 2020 (laughs) when the (laughs) pandemic Yeah, when it took over the world. Like no homeschooling has been around for a long, long time for sure, for many, many you know, decades, centuries probably. And you know, like it's all about what you put in, what you invest. And I and I think that touches I think that touches perfectly to um your your faith statement about like the kingdom is inside of the children, you know? It's very I feel like it's homeschooling is very I wanna say homeschooling is, is just very connected to the um uh, I think it's the proverb scripture which is was it twenty two
1: up a child. That's the one yeah,
0: yeah. that's, I, the I, one I, that's I,
1: my uh thing. That's what we go. Yep, train up a child the way they should when they're old, they will never depart from it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. Thank you for that. Because I'm like, I think it's probably 22. I can't remember. Um, yep. but <laughs> yeah, but H- Homeschooling. I feel like homeschool is like a direct reflection of that proverb, um, and a lot of people, you know, they for whatever reason they don't really understand it or don't get it. And I mean that's okay, but hopefully eventually they do. Um, but I just like to tell first time homeschoolers or unschoolers or world schoolers it's okay to jump in but make sure you understand your why right and no. make sure you understand who you are as a parent and the direction that you want to go in as a parent and don't just put the weight on the child for the for them being responsible about learning make sure that you carry some of the weight as well because it's about what you're exposing them to tip children only yeah don't what they know based off of what they have been exposed to. So I I think uh, it's definitely a lifestyle and it's definitely a reflection of that proverb. Um, Wow. It's been so great having this conversation with you today. I've really learned so much and I hope that our listeners are able to connect with you um, and Kingdom Kids as well. Are you enjoying the podcast? Remember to subscribe to Friends with Caprini on Spotify. Now back to the episode. You are truly a world schooler and I want to know so much about that. How many, how many countries have you guys lived in or do you have like dual citizenship or how, how does that go?
1: No, we've been actually living between Jordan and Egypt for ten years. I've been traveling before, um, before I even uh, had kids. I was, just, you know, but I this is my first place, the first country that we lived in. But I've been traveling since I was twenty one, and it's like I wanted to see the world. That was just like on my heart, even in nursing. And I'm like, I want to go. And be that nurse. This is why I was a nurse. I want to be that nurse and take care of people in undeserved countries. But God yeah. I had another plan <laughs> teaching. So I guess I'm doing it in the teaching and the education sector. But yes, well, it's, it's well, a you're a helping.
0: You're still right. You're still helping. You're just helping all around the world, you know, you're still yeah. helping. And you're I'm in people. just speaking to people, right? They are children are mm-hmm. people too. They are people.
1: Yes. Um how I'm many countries sure.
0: have you? how
1: many countries have you visited so far uh, like uh, three three so far three but no since I was 20 maybe like I can't even count because I've been in South America I've been throughout there and I can't say Europe well my husband that's not me so my husband in Europe and Africa Egypt Egypt Jordan Um, I haven't touched Saudi Arabia yet I don't know if I want to go there But, yes, that's so
0: far. And I know earlier you were saying you wanted to go to Uganda when we were talking uh, before. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow. Oh, man. I cannot wait to see some updates and some cool pictures. I'm sure you'll post on social media uh, with your family and your travels. That sounds so fun. I am so ready to become a world schooler, but I need to be mentored. I need to know how to do it. So how can we do that? How can we become world schoolers like yourself? What's the, what do you think is the first step? Tawana, can you hear me? Ms. Tawana,
1: can you hear me? Yes, hello? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, Yes, my phone has shut out again. I'm very, very sorry. I said, first it starts in the mind. First, you have to take a leap of faith, but... Number one, yeah, that's number one. But. What I did, I just researched, you know, it, it took me like a year or so to look into everything before we made a decision to become rural schoolers. You know, to learn the culture, the language and everything. And the major thing was taking a leap of faith you know, I'm a part of a lot of programs of other people who world school as well, and I believe that's what you know. They had to take is all in the mind. Everything starts in the mind, you know, before yes. it actually trend, you know, manifest into existence. It starts in the how mind. How do you
0: how do you budget for your travels?
1: Well, um, when we left, we of course we saved up money. And now we work, uh, we work, um, we don't work here. We work, you know, everywhere, like online, like from home. So we okay. budget, it's actually, uh, where we live, it's actually and within our means, um, it, you know, because of inflation, everything's going up, but it's still within our means. It's actually cheaper. You can find a lot of um, things where you can find, where you can live much better abroad than you are. And uh, the state. So that was Let's one see. of my, another n- n- major things too. And so, wow. oh, yes, last year, I wanna say, um, last year we had the wonderful opportunity to take um, from everyday um, living and just travel throughout the whole country. It's so many parts of Egypt, um, not just the pyramids, what have you. It's so many worlds, so many, um, things, you know, we went from you know, where we at Now I live right near the Red Sea we went from there into the busty life of Cairo then he was camping out in the desert it was amazing, it was amazing and then on the opposite side of Egypt near the Sinai it's more of a relaxed um, if you would say the hipsy, uh, I don't know if anyone say that anymore, but I'm <laughs> so I sound so, so outdated, but the hips there, like the laid back vibe um, on the opposite side of Egypt, it's so many um, growths within the one, one country. It's just amazing. You know, we were doing role schooling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you're sharing this with me. My son is actually studying geography and culture on Egypt right now. So I'm sure this part of the, uh, the podcast episode he will love to listen to. <laughs> Is there any type of song or film or a television show from any of the prior decades um, that you feel represents your current homeschool?
1: Unschool world school <laughs> experience right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a long that's a deep question. I have to think about that on I don't I don't know. That was. Uh, I don't know. I don't so- know if that involved evolved my homeschooling anything. I just for some reason I'm drawn to the Cosby show for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I
0: yeah, don't know if that
1: yeah. has to do with it. <laughs> But that somehow I just drawn to that, you know, I even had my children watch it, too. I'm like, I forgot all about the Cosby show. I'm like, oh, this is why I still love watching the Cosby show. The <laughs> Family I dynamic is something that we miss seeing on, um, you know, TV, the, the, the family dynamic and the structure and everything. Yes. Yes,
0: I agree. I agree. That's really, really cool. Um, a lot of people have said The coffee show. I have said The Raski show as well, so I think that's definitely a good one. I love the Cosby. Um, not like that, but you know, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love the content. I <laughs> love the, the yes. I should say that because I've I've had someone that DM me like, oh, you should not mention anything about Blue Cosby. I was like, uh, oh, no, I not, yeah, I can't, you know, like yes. I mean. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the person's name, but I seriously yeah. got an email saying like, stop mentioning Bill Cosby and his production and his art, you know, and I'm just like, No, because that that's really like erasing history, you know. The Cosby show was a staple point in pop culture for many, many years. I mean, that's almost like what a, yeah. a decade or two, maybe even more, because sure. a lot of people, like you said, still watch it, you know, mm-hmm. and He's, that man sent a lot of people to college, you know? I mm-hmm. I, uh, I, got my name literally because of him. Um, the character mm-hmm. Jalisa on A Different World. And I used to oh, watch okay. that show. Yeah, I used to watch that show a lot when I was in high school. And I just knew I'm going to college and I wanted to pledge all these things, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, no, so, um, no, he has a, he, honestly, he has created a lot of good content, including the Little Bill series. I love that series for uh-huh. children. I, I'm i a big fan of the Little Bill uh, cartoon series, but he also created and developed books as well for the children to read. So that's another yeah. really good resource for parents that have those early readers. Um, those books are yes. really good. Really interesting kids can see themselves you know it's really important to right, bring right. you know characters of color um to children to really see themselves so i think yeah. that he, he's awesome for that now other things with his personal life i don't know him personally so i can't talk yeah. about that right no, but, we
1: just know the t- personality <laughs>
0: yeah but from what what was delivered to the public on show right. the shows and through the films and comedy. Um, Yes. You know you have to respect the arts and the genius in that. So Mm -hmm. for us, um, I was gonna say, and this is probably gonna throw anyone who listens to this episode for a loop. I I am gonna say, but in terms of what I am gonna say, nine zero two one L. Oh. Yeah,
1: and I've never.
0: yeah, I never thought about that one until today. And the reason why I'm going to say nine hundred two one zero is because we have been homeschooling for the last nine years. Um, I'm a I'm a solo parent, and oh, okay. my son. We just did a tour of a public school here, and I would say we were we weren't impressed, but we were slightly like. Okay, this might be a little better than the other ones that we've, you know what I mean? seen before Uh about. And so my son was kind of like, maybe if I wanted to go to public school, maybe I might want to choose this school. Um, So I was thinking 90210 because I think that's kind of how it was. Uh, One of the characters started out with like moving to you know, California going to a new school and and trying uh-huh. to make friendships and things like that of that nature. Of oh, okay. And so I'm thinking like that that might be us. We're we're um trying to start doing a couple of new things where yeah. we might entertain the idea of doing a couple of things with the public school, whether it be like, you know, P E classes or some type of mm-hmm. uh enrichment classes or something like that. Um, and then we're also trying to or I don't want to say trying to, but we're thinking about moving, you know. So geographic okay. as well. So um I would say 90210 for for that aspect of really just coming into something that's new and trying to adjust, right? And trying to still grow and build. Um, I didn't really see too much of that show, but i <laughs> I seen like a couple of episodes. But like, that's the basis of what I got from that. Uh, or not that episode, that, that TV show. <laughs>
1: yeah, me either. I'm
0: so. Yeah, it's a 90s one. Uh, I think they were around at the end, actually, when Cosby uh-huh. went on. Because I think Cosby ended in like 98. Is that, I think uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> yeah, so I think it came around in like the. 98, early 2000 period. But um, yeah, it was so fun talking with you today. So where can our listeners reach out to you in order to get connected with you in Kingdom Kids Online Academy?
1: Yes. So they can come and reach reach us at www. Kingdom Kids with a Z 144.com. I will, I will say it again. WWW Kingdom Kids with a Z 144.com. And there you will see all, all our academy activities, all the programs that we offer, including the upcoming Summer Sim program. So yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, if, if, if I would like to add, we, if anyone's interested, we have a STEM program, seven weeks, starting from j- June the 12th, and that will enlist, that will entail the, the children learning how to read, write science experiments, as well as the word of God, around with baking various breads each week. And it sells a mini cookbook and a certification of completion. So if anyone's interested in signing up, this come to www.kingdom-kids144.com. Thank you again, Jalisa.
0: You are so welcome. And thank you for sharing that. We'll make sure to keep it in the show notes and put it in our show notes uh, for our listeners. So absolutely connect with Miss Tawana on Kingdom Kids Online Academy, and all the things that she's doing. Um, sounds like that STEM program is going to be so much fun, and I can't wait to, to hear all of the good things um, that come from that. Thank you again for being on the show. Again, it was so Thank fun you. all the way in Egypt. <laughs> I, I think that's fantastic. It's phenomenal. And listeners, thank you for listening to our show. Remember to reach out to Kingdom Kids Online Academy and continue to subscribe to the Friends Community Podcast. Until next time. Hey, friends. So did you enjoy today's show? I know I sure did. Go ahead right now and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And make sure you tell a friend.